on Big V Racing. Green light on with Dan Maliki. Oh, the pressure's on, Daniel. We need a winner at Melton this afternoon. We're getting very desperate here on Big V Racing. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you both. It's funny, isn't it? We always, when we're on air, and we talk about needing to get money for the Christmas turkey, but we've got that many fantastic experts that we have on at RSN. The truth is we should have uh, uh, turkeys in the van for the next 20 years because all of our experts are so good, we shouldn't have to rely on them for just one or two days prior to Christmas. Yeah, there's no point bringing them into the studio, studio uh, though, Dan, because uh, Matthew Stewart will just, he'll just wheel out with them. He's, he's got about 400 Christmas hams at home, I think. Yeah, he has, and he's still got about 12 bottles of Radio's Me as well, so he's well in front. Oh, he's, he's amazing, that man. He's absolutely amazing. Uh, what about racing this afternoon at Melton? We'll obviously touch on the, the bumper night at Melton tomorrow night in a moment, but we've also got heats this afternoon for the Trotters. Yeah, that's right, and it really strengthens today's card. It's a long day. The first race we've already had uh, before 12 o'clock on the last is way after 6, so... Um, it's, a, it's a long afternoon at the races, but there are five uh, Vic Bread heats uh, today, and uh, four of the five, I think, the, the winner stands out, and we've got quality horses engaged, which is a great thing. Sometimes the, the gallops doesn't get that. We can still have a, a top-notch Group 1 horse that can run at effectively a, a country meeting, and uh, and while today is at Melton, it really is um, a, a low, uh, lower class of, uh, of race bar for the Vic Bread heats. So Elder Baron Zeus is the first of those that... Uh, come up in the uh, the trotting uh, Vic Bread Heats. That's in race number three today, and he should be winning. But um, there, there's a horse in the race called El Rosamo, and it'll be 50 to 1, and, and it's probably out of its depth today, but it's got a whole heap of ability. I saw it first up one day after a long break, and it went enormous. Probably can't win, but keep your eye on it because it has a whole lot of ability, and I expect that uh, he'll be able to win more races. He can do things wrong, but uh, the class runner Zelda and Zeus, he should be uh, winning that and winning it pretty easily, as his price is suggesting at the moment, about $1.15. The horse that I'm, I'm really keen on, and, and it's not a matter of just backing it today, it's called Visionary Race 9, number 3, but where she's got to, she's one of the most improved uh, trotters going around. She's of the same age group of, of Queen Elida, and, and I, I can make really strong cases why that she could have beaten her the last couple of times they met. Um, she should be winning. She's a pleasure, is very good, and is the obvious danger. But uh, I think Visionary is the one to beat in the whole four-year-old trotting mare series. She's really hit a um, form of late, hasn't she, Visionary? Oh yeah, no, she's improved significantly. She was always mm. a nice enough type, but a number of lengths off the main bunch. But this preparation, she stepped yeah. it up. She got confidence with a couple of standing start wins. She's got that combination of uh, of sugars and tubs at the moment, and. Of course, they had the Inter-Dominion trot winner in, in Just Believe. Greg's driven the last two Inter-Dominion trotting winners. And um, I reckon, I reckon possibly, the way this mare's going, she might be the best of a lot of them. She's very, very good and still on the up visionary. Now, Don't Care's nice and short in the 10th. And uh, Kate Hargraves, who we've spoken to a couple of times, don't you? Yeah, look, uh, this is a really nice horse, Don't Care. And, and Alan Tormey's going to take the drive. Has the... Uh, the barrier draw to suit. It's got enough gate speed. It should be able to work its way to the top. Um, it's a very good horse, and it, and it should be winning this race. The danger would be Elder Baron Dino, number nine. He's a big horse. I've often referred to him as a Dino, dinosaur, like a dinosaur, because there's plenty of him. And he's also very tough, and he continues to improve. So don't care he's got less improvement in it. Elder Baron Dino's still on the way up. They're your main two, but the barrier draw favours don't care. It is the odds-on favourite, and, and rightly so, but... Um, look, I think it's a safe Quinella, but probably a, a safe exacta three from nine. Hey, Dan, the, the second race is only three and a half minutes away, so we might get you to give us your thoughts here in the second, then we'll take a break, give you a chance to 
uh, check over the colours and we'll come back with that second race from Melton. Uh, it does look, there's a bit of value here. Can you help us back a winner? Well, there's there's some first starters here, so the market has been um, significant uh, as to getting an idea of, uh, you know, who's been backed in the race. Sister Everista is a $3.10 uh, favourite, I think it is now, so it's the one that the money has come for, and, and Exalted, number four, trained by Andy Gath, is at $4.20, so uh, She's a Wish is another one with race experience going well, and I thought SK Hollywood, who's got a lot of experience, would be very hard to beat. He's now at $3.60, but he's drifted a bit because of the money for the uh, the debutants and Sister Everista, trained by Taylor Nicholson, and uh, her fiancé, Zach Phillips, has the drive. So um, we have to be wary of those two. She's a wish with race experience, also has plenty of ability. So it's an intriguing race. I like the seven based on experience, uh, but the money's certainly around for the, the debutants, numbers two and four. All right, we'll have something small on the seven, mm. SK Collingwood. And, Dan, I've got to say, there's one name I just see bob up all the time as breeders. I'd like a dollar for every good horse they've bred. That's Yabby Dam Farms. Unbelievable. Oh, well, what about the first race? They they bred the horse that won the first race, guys, wins a block. An eight-year-old mare. Now, I suspect there's been problems, either that or someone just put her in a paddock and forgot about her. Um, but she was bred by Yabby Dam Farms. Eight years of age, mm. was only having her third start today, and her first preparation was this prep. So well done to the team with wins a block who took out race number one. But, yeah, Yabby Dam Farms, I think they're ahead of their time. with their, their breeding set up. They've got the most beautifully bred horses. And nearly they always look so outstanding as well as being bred well. You know, the likes of Dance Craze and at the moment that will last week they had a number of winners, three winners. Uh, the Vic Bred uh, Heat Day at, at Maryborough. They got strength through and through. I think you had a good chat with Anton mm. Galino. He's worked all around the world with some of the biggest trainers, has so much experience and they've got a well-oiled organisation uh, rolling and it's a big time of the year the Vic bread whether you're a pacing trainer or a trotting trainer to have your horses spot on and they always do they always look immaculate as well yeah I reckon Cosy, he might be one we could lock in for our Wednesday profile yeah, Anton Galeno right. is interesting to have a chat to earlier in the week and the team is absolutely firing at the moment hey Danny 90 seconds till the second race so what we'll do is in fact we'll just hand it over to you now if you like and you can set up things here in the second uh, Dan that was an impressive uh, winner there in race two it was. She's had a bit of experience, and her last start was in a Group 1 race, so she's definitely got ability, and she's gone on from there. It was a sit-and-steer job for that man. Again, Nathan Jack um, hasn't... Well, yeah, you'd imagine the, the book of drives he's got, uh, particularly in the trotting ranks for, for Vic Bread Knight, and there's another option with, uh, with She's a Wish, and she's on the improve as well. That's only her third start, and it wasn't a bad field. It was a decent bunch of horses. Gee, the second horse is going to be one to follow, Exalted. Um, Manners-wise, probably going to be better in a prep or two, but it probably lost 50 or 60 at the start. It's got beaten about 18, but it was the speed that she showed to run on down the back. It was very good. It is all clear, 3, 4, 7, 8, all clear on the uh, second event. So there's a few horses we can follow out of that. She's a wish on the up, and Exalted looks to have a very bright future. Yeah, definitely. Hey, uh, Dan, after this race at Warrigal, we'll have a look at some of the key races there tomorrow night at Melton on that bumper program. We're racing with Matt Nevitt and Sean Cosgrove. Dan Malecki is with us for Greenlight On as we preview this afternoon in the trots, but also tomorrow night at Melton because what a bumper night of racing it is. We've got the semi-finals for the Vic Bread Super Series. And although, Dan, there is a number of short price favourites because um, it's only semi-finals night as such, um, it is great to see so many superstars in action. And basically in every single race, there is almost a superstar. Oh, there is. And that's the great thing about a series like the Breeders' Crown and the Vic Breads, uh, probably even more so with the Vic Breads because um, nearly your entire population of the state is bred here in Victoria or eligible for the series. And there's plenty of depth. 
And we see that when, when you've got horses that have come through the, the Inner Dominion like a, a better Eclipse and Act now, they, uh, they add a lot of depth to the four-year-old ranks, uh, the younger horses, the two-year-olds and the three-year-olds. Now, we won't have a Ladies in Red because she's out injured, of course, and uh, there's no Captain Ravishing through this uh, series either. He'll be kept for races not too far away. It won't be long before we do see him. He'll be racing in January at this stage and have a good prep uh, through those couple of months. And no major delighters either. So there's an opportunity for a few others to step up. Um, the highlight has got to be race number seven, guys, um, with Major Moth and Act now. This is the one I'm really looking forward to. I could not have been more impressed with the way Major Moth has come back after injury. Uh, his two performances, he's only had to sprint up fast quarters, but the way that he's done it, you can just get a feel about where he's at. He's got some lost ground to make up on. I'm sure before he was injured, there was absolutely nothing between him and Act now. If anything, he might have been rated just above Act now, and we'll get to see them uh, lock horns in race seven tomorrow night. I. The way Major Moth's going, I reckon he, he could win the Hunter Cup. That's how good he is going at the moment. Act now started favourite in Inner Dominion, and there's not much between them. It's not too far-fetched to think Major Moth might be able to win a Hunter Cup, but he's got to get through the Vic Bread first, and he'll be the one to beat, I think, in that race tomorrow night, race well, I, seven. I remember having a chat to Emma Stewart. It was either a week or two ago, and this was before Major Moth actually returned, and she had confidence in her voice that told me exactly, that, I guess, how you're feeling about that horse, Dan, is that he can be an absolute major player on the grand circuit so yeah that is probably the matchup tomorrow night which will have a lot of tongues wagging is there a horse that you're really interested to watch for for another reason dan that that's you know got you sort of curious is it a catch a wave or another horse like that well it's yeah catch a wave was terrific first up um he's got so much talent but he's drawn a, a bad gate barrier 13 and it won't be easy when horses like he's a son of a son of a gun and interest-free quality horses have drawn the front line so He'll be um, he'll be challenged here, catch a wave. He's, if he's able to beat them, it might be a semi-final. But don't you know feel as if that it's a semi-final just because there's bigger fish to fry the following week uh, that he won't be out and around them because you'll need a good solid hit out anyway. He's second up from a long break, catch a wave, but it's it's going to be tough. So you'll get a bit of a price on him, uh, but I can make a very good case for interest free, and, and I'm sure he's a son of a gun. He's going to get the right run. He's a very good sit sprinter. And he's just starting to put it together as well. So there's another fantastic race. Um, I'm trying to work out at the moment, flip of the coin, who I'm going to tip. I'm, I'm probably going to go against Catch a Wave, but right. maybe to my detriment, um, only because the barrier draw is so significantly better for interest-free. And these horses have beaten Catch a Wave before. He's the son of a gun and interest-free, and it probably comes down to barrier draws. And, and I reckon Catch a Wave, he's got more improvement in him, but he can just do the freaky stuff. Um, there's no doubt there's an element to him which is beyond the normal makeup and physical capabilities of a good horse. He's beyond that, and he might be able to show us uh, tomorrow night and um, put uh, the red colour in my face. Yeah, and he bombed out of the semi-finals of the Derby as well, Dan. So uh, they'll obviously be looking to make amends for that. And it sort of goes uh, into my next question around the, the, the being semi-finals. And yeah, the top six get through to the final, but. At the same time, you've still got to get into the top six, so you've got to be careful how much petrol you leave in the tank, don't you? Oh, that's exactly right, particularly from bad draws and their running time. It's supposed to be a warmish night. The track will be quick enough. You've got to be up there, and that's the thing with a horse like Catch a Wave. He's good enough to make that mid-race move. He's going to have to. There'll definitely be a spot there for him, and he'll most likely have to sit outside an interest-free and or he's a son of a gun. One of those two are probably going to get that perfect trip, which would make Catch a Wave vulnerable, but... Uh, it also makes it very exciting 
uh, to see um, what sort of improvement that he's made between his break because he whetted the appetite first up when he sat outside. He's a son of a gun and he just put him away. But he's a son of a gun will be improved. But the frightening aspect of that, so too will be catch a wave. Can and Cypher keep that picket fence going in the fourth? Be a shock if she doesn't, Sean. Mm. Um, she's just dominated the ranks. And the difference for her up against the top fillies, when she's had a bad gait, she's gone down fighting. Sometimes she's been beaten. But when she gets a good gait, they just can't beat her. And I would be shocked. Um, the only thing that would be a bigger shock if uh, Santa sacked his reindeers on <laughs> Christmas Eve because uh, she looks a, a shoe-in. Hey, Dan, you don't get a lot of other sort of big, uh, I guess, head-to-head clashes here because a lot of the, the major players fall on opposite sides of the semifinals. But there is another one later in the program for the four-year-old mayors, Tay-Tay and Tuftilly going head-to-head. And the market, I guess, reflects the, the barrier draw and the likelihood that Tay-Tay's benefited there. Yeah, it looks so true. Tuftilly, no doubt, she's better when she's on top of the speed. She's good when she leads, and she's good when she's on the pegs. It's not that she's not tough, but she may well be exposed in this circumstance. Tay-Tay's got the advantage with a good gait, and she is very good. Her record suggests that. So it's a wonderful lineup. Uh, if anything, uh, Tuftilly probably represents the better value. Uh, because of her CV suggests she should be favourite. So it's amazing what barrier draws do. Um, I'll probably stick with Tough Tilly, but uh, it, it's a line ball, that one. And, and it does look a match in two. It would be difficult to find something else upsetting them. Dan, huge night tomorrow night. 12 cracking races. Um, what's your best bet on the card there tomorrow night at Melton? Uh, I think Major Moth. Uh, look, I haven't really had a good look at what prices there are, but it's one of those nights that, look, I know often we joke about um, you get a, a few shorties and you want to take them in all ups and, you know, the shortest one's probably going to let you down, but it's the right night to do it. And whenever you do it with harness racing, this is a little tip, okay? We'll keep it between us. I'm listening. Do it the day before because on the day they always shorten up. If you identify something at $1.60 and you think it should be $1.30, they'll often start $1.30, but you can get that price the night before. So I would uh, bet early and just take some of the key chances in all ups because when they start winning through the course of the night, the, the money that goes on them means they start starting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. So that might be the way to go. It's not difficult to pluck out a, a few through the course. You're looking at better eclipse in race number two. He just has to win with his eyes closed. Uh, the Lost Storm in race number three is another one. We mentioned in Cypher, I'd be taking uh, Major Moth as well, and it's just a matter of uh, what other ones that you might be wanting to, to add into it uh, to make it such an enjoyable night. There are plenty of options, and that's the way that I might play it. And yeah. Put it on early. Um, tomorrow, because the meeting is tomorrow night this week. There's no harness racing in Victoria over this weekend, and I think it's a good thing. To be truthful, yeah. I think we should have more Christmas days in the year. <laughs> yes, I think there'd be a few people that would uh, agree with you as well, Dan. And There's a few, uh, a few chooks and turkeys voting against that. I'll give you the tip. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, it's great advice with the multi, too. If you're mad for a multi like me, that is uh, very, very sharp advice. Hey, Dan, enjoy the rest of the afternoon out there at Tabcourt Park, and Enjoy tomorrow night as well, and have a Merry Christmas. And thank you, guys. We've got a special edition of Cracking the Codes on Monday, but on, on Saturday we're going to have a bit of a theme there about champion Queenslanders, and we might right. get our listeners to get involved with some SMSs. I think you were on deck as well, uh, Sean. Yeah. And, uh, that's all three codes as well. We've got a few plucked out with a few replays and packages, so we'll have a bit of fun on Saturday morning as well on Cracking the Codes. See you then. Can't wait Good for it, Dan. Good on you. I'll tell you what, 